me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. <laughs> You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. But this is a story not of the universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. And for this episode, we'll be getting into the season premiere of Arrow, season six, Fallout, as per Wikipedia, which... Ex- which they do warn us it might be too long or excessively detailed, by the way. <laughs> In flashbacks, mm. Slade's, Slade heads to the Argus ship alone while the others take refuge on in the plane. Samantha runs off to find William and Thea following her. Uh, John's right pectoral muscles are injured while rescuing Felicity. Oliver finds Thea in critical condition and a dying Samantha who asks him to look after William. Dinah and Quentin are attacked by Laurel, whom he shoots. She is later saved by an unknown man. In the present, Thea is still comatose, and William blames Oliver for Samantha's death. Laurel and her mercenary team attack the SCPD. During another confrontation, John accidentally wounds Renee, his injury impairing his ability to aim properly. Determining Laurel will next attack City Hall. Team Arrow sets a trap. John stays behind, believing himself a liability in the field, while Felicity and Curtis go to disarm any bombs. However, Laurel's gang attacks the hideout instead. But they are driven off by Team Arrow. Quentin's reluctance to harm Laurel further allows her to escape. Oliver arranges another hearing for Renee to reclaim his daughter. Curtis discovers that Laurel stole a prototype TV... TV... T-Spear... Sphere... God... Um, Slade tells Oliver that he is traveling to Calgary to find a son, advising him to choose between vigilantism and William. Oliver and William reconcile slightly, even as pictures of Oliver wearing the green arrow suit leak to the media. Well, I'll be honest, I was super bored by this episode. I liked it. You liked it? Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been fun. (laughs) Oh, man. What's happened to us? Why don't we agree? I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Like, um, the the downside, if anything, uh, like, the only down moment maybe really for me was, um, you know, uh, William pointing at his dad saying, like, I, this is how I see the Dark Man. Like, that was weird. It's been weird since the trailer, and I, I haven't cared for it since then, but... Yeah, the bad man. Yeah, the bad. Yeah, and this kid is clearly like fourteen years old, man. Like, there's. It's weird. Like he's he's obviously a. (laughs) Yeah, he's an adolescent. He's not. He is old enough at this point that child and 
it is a strange moment because the rest of the episode they show him to be a relatively intelligent person. Like he's yeah. passive aggressive enough that when his dad gets home and wants to talk, he's like, "No, I'm tired of playing games and going to bed." That's passive aggressive. That is an adult thought. Yeah. And then later, when he's reading his little book, and Oliver comes in, and and it is a nice moment where he finally says, "Like, there's a game on tomorrow," and and the kid asks, "Like, what kind of game?" Again, that's an adult moment. It's passive aggressive. Yeah. It's controlling those. It's not. Um, it doesn't, to me, coalesce with the kid who points like that bad image from Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider. And, yeah, and, there's the bad man. Yeah, that that didn't uh, work. I mean, for this me. kid, this kid is so old that if the ratings meted out, which it may not actually, uh, and they keep making seasons for maybe even the next two or three seasons, this kid's gonna wind up in a mask standing by Oliver's side. Um, yeah, he's that old. There's, there's. Well, There's not a, a point here where we he only should need be, about you know three more seasons to get him there by if you use Gotham as a meter. Yeah, but that was oh by the way I was I was really happy for you uh, for me yeah because um, they did finally mention uh, uh, said uh, uh, well at his age I had Tommy yeah I don't know why you <laughs> I've never been specifically uh, you know uh, bent on them bringing back Tommy I just. You've just been on occasion sure they would. Yeah. So in this case, even Absolutely. when they bring him back for, uh, was it Raina? Uh, I forget the name. Raisa? Raisa. Right, anyway. Yeah, Raisa. Raisa? I got there. Yeah. You give me enough chances. Um, even her kind of saying like, well, you know, friends who get you into more trouble maybe aren't friends. Whatever. The The point is that they brought him up. Oh, he doesn't have anybody. Well, at his age, I've done it. Yeah. Like, damn it, Raisa. He's dead. Will you stop hell hacking that poor kid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there were just some, there were some really cool moments in the show. Like the, the whole opening action sequence looked great. I mean, Wild Dog's new suit. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. That was all really cool. I was really into all that. The T-Spheres being a little more, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, it, uh, the, the T-Spheres are a little more advanced now. Curtis out in the field isn't some new bizarre thing. Now this is kind of a cool thing we're doing. That was great. Uh-huh. That shot of Oliver hopping on the boat. Fantastic. Yeah, that was all cool. Um, which we we'd seen that and him hopping off to save Wild Dog later in the trailer uh, for this season, mm-hmm. but still, that all came together wonderfully. I thought. Yeah. Um, Elicity seems to be kind of back in in the cards, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Um, I am too. If anything really struck me as truly bad about this episode, it's uh, Black Siren. Cassidy. No, she was fine. <laughs> uh, it was actually Black. It was her sidekick. He has some terrible line about like when Al- yeah Alex Faust yeah is that his name yeah. okay um he's yeah. got this ridiculous line about uh, when the ballistic missile is diverted and explodes oh did the detonation bring up unpleasant memories uh, oh god that was rough and when they're exploding the, when they're destroying the uh, the police department you know he's just walking around with his mouth open like like with his big like, ridiculous grin on his face yeah. like, <laughs> yes like he was just bad yeah he was just bad 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 no, he's he's definitely not a character i want to really invest a lot of time in right now yeah and you know black siren was bad for me i i i not a fan of the actress don't like the way they ride her don't like anything they do with her really it uh sometimes i do sometimes i'm always a little torn um and I think I may be more torn than ever on this because a lot of her scenes, they're writing her against uh, Blackthorn. 
yeah. who has a couple of really powerful moments in the episode. I mean, th- just the sure. just the shot of him staring at three shots of I think it was whiskey. Who cares? Just just the image of yeah. him staring at three shots and not drinking them in a bar is. Uh, I mean, that's something. Yeah, that was good. And he was good. I liked um, like that he's using Dinah as kind of a sponsor. Like he's got some surrogate transitional stage of his daughter's legacy that he's using, and, and it really is like it's it's. Um, there was a lot going on with him in this episode that I really loved. Like the fact that mm-hmm. he can't get over the fact that that's his daughter. He, I mean, I feel like everyone's kind of coaching him through. You know, no, it's. <laughs> I understand, but damn it, man. Uh, like he he says at some some point, we both know this parallel universe crap is crap. And no, <laughs> like, emotionally you get him, but on the one hand you're like, no, it's it's literally a thing. And when I say literally, I mean yeah. that is literally not your daughter. Yeah. Um, but he got it. But I I still like uh, the the scene where he can't bring himself to shoot her, and then later he's hiding that from the team. Uh, the fact that he did shoot her originally, and he's hiding that from the team as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a, a tradition of ours not to like secrets in the Arrow universe, and I... I'm glad we skipped over these. I st- like, we had them for, like, one episode. Yeah, well, I mean, we've still and... got... Like, they didn't just give us half a season of drawing out this relationship between Quentin and Dinah where they both know something. They just told us this episode. Uh-huh. But they did create another secret where now Quentin let her go. And uh-huh. because of the one coming out so quickly, I can trust that the other might come out quickly as well and they'll probably forgive him mm. here's something that bothered me and we've the the whole time we've been talking about like Thea has no agency other than what a man does you know like what what she's always got a man in her life is like telling her making her do something was, uh even if she's reacting against it until last season they, where we we were finally yeah. saying like well yeah she's finally an independent actor Absolutely. Now they killed off Malcolm Merlin. She has no man in her life. They put her in a coma. Okay, but <laughs> in all fairness to the writers, that wasn't their call. <laughs> is it still that they just need her to not be there for a minute? That, is that all? That it really is. is. Now? They just put her on ice for a minute. Like Willa Holland asked the show to, you know, kind of write her down, not out, but hey, I want to go to part time. So their solution was, well, and the classic tradition of television, we will coma you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. I mean, it. the only thing I liked about that is at least we get to see that like Slade has apparently been by the hospital before. I like that Slade yeah. and Oliver have kind of a, a working relationship yeah. in the present. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they yeah, did get know. to bring in the line from the trailer about like, you know, you and I work between two worlds, and can only do that for so long, and stuff like that. And they both mm-hmm. wish each other luck. It's it's a nice scene after all these years to see them do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't. Um, I thought like I think I was mostly bored because they built it up so much. The producers built it up so much. Like, oh, we're gonna find out. Maybe we'll find out who died. Maybe it'll be a slow burn. I'm like, no, everybody lived. Yeah, that bothered me. <laughs> everybody there was no surprise. Everybody but Samantha. Whatsoever. <laughs> and even Samantha died the worst death I've seen on television sometime. Yeah, it was like, yeah, oh, there's going to be repercussions. All right, well, Thea's in a coma, and Samantha's dead. All right, we didn't know Samantha very well, so whatever. And uh, Diggle, I'm really hoping, because real late in the episode, they, they show his scars, right, on the, the, the right peck there. 
across the shoulder. Uh-huh. Something happened to his right arm, and I'm hoping that's what's happening to him, that he's got some actual kind of rehab damage that he needs to work out, that he's not... Cause either he's got some, some rehab that he needs to go through and he's not willing to kind of tell the team, you know, I'm not, I'm not functional yet, I'm not physical yet, I'm not there yet. Or he's doing a, a semi-ridiculous version of PTSD, where, like, obviously mm-hmm. he was injured, he's, he's going through something... I mean, the entire island blew up. It's it's not a case against PTSD. It's just that he makes this weird face and shakes his arm all strange when he's supposed to mm-hmm. make a shot. That's just, I mean, for lack of a better word, kind of silly. Uh-huh. I'm actually hoping that is real arm damage rather than just him flopping his arm around and widening his eyes every time. The I don't even know what you'd call that. The the memory checks in. I I, I think it really is more about his arm than his brain. But... <laughs> We'll see. It was a little un. It was un. I thought it was a PSTD. Uh, is that right? PTSD. 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 I knew it sounded wrong. Um, PTSD. <laughs> what you I thought it was that. A private STD. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't all STDs private? Some are public, unfortunately. But they're all on your private. Yeah. No, that's not which true. Which you either. make public, which makes them T. Just ignore which me. Which brings people. us to D. <laughs> Stands for the. No, no. Let's move on. <laughs> stop. <laughs> let's stop everything that's happening there. <laughs> Whatever thought you were working on, let's just do that instead. I don't know what it was now. Something about his, his arm and when they referenced Oh, yeah. It. I thought it was uh, PTSD until they showed me the scar, you know? And I was like, oh, it's the scar. Yeah, I, I was... I was. <laughs> I, I, I kind of... I, I thought, like, well, this is kind of a... I mean... <sighs> It's it's a known effect, the gun shy thing. It's a known effect. I'm not discouraging it or discounting it. It's a real thing. But um, it looked weird. It kind of drew me out. It looked so weird. And when they showed me the thing at the end with his arm, I thought, oh, I hope that's where they're going with this. That'd be great. Yeah. He's like, it's both, Oliver. It's scarring and PTSD. And I can deal with that happily. Like If, if what he ends up saying is that like every time I draw my gun, it's uh, like every time I, you know, like my arm doesn't do that correctly, and it freaks me out. And in the heat of battle, I don't know what to do, and I'm just a little scared now. And I get it. Blah 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 blah. blah. I, all that checks. Oliver's like, use your other arm, John. <laughs> you gotta stop putting us in these situations. I, you know, <laughs> it's it's rough. Try, oh. try to throw something with your non-dominant arm. It ain't it ain't easy. I'm not sure I could pull a trigger yeah. with my left hand. To be honest, honest, I like pulling a trigger is not actually that easy. It it's I mean, it can be. I know there's a lot of variations, but like, you know, dudes into black ops and all that shit. You know, I would think he would, uh, you know, know how to do that. Just certain guns. It's real. Uh, the actual finger strength needed on certain guns is is pretty high. You don't think you don't think Dig is? Uh, I'm pretty sure those 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 arms can handle it. Uh, it's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think he's ambidextrous by any stretch, but. Uh... That is a giant man. I'm pretty sure he can pull a trigger in any capacity. But if he was injured, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, all right. Well, I don't know. I don't know why, but I just always thought of Dig as being uh, ambidextrous somehow. Ah, I wouldn't count it out, but I've always seen him raise his gun that way with right arm dominant. So. Same way I've never seen... Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Oliver fire a shot without his right arm being the one that pulls the string. Yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't need to be in the field then. Right. Yeah. Damn it, man. Yeah. You and Quentin need to step step out, man. Yeah. Hey. Go have a uh, 
a cherry pop or something, you know what I mean? Somewhere. He's got, a, I don't know what he's got to work on exactly. I was kind of wondering by the end of the episode, but there's clear. And the theme for this episode seems to be um, pretty relevant to that, like kind of failure at being a father, right? Like we haven't, mm. we haven't seen how yeah. Diggle's new take affects his family, but Quentin has failed as a father, he feels. Um, I mean, he's got one daughter that's just off doing God knows what with time and we'll not get into the fact that she spent six months being miserable and didn't reconnect with her father. Uh huh. But who apparently could have really used it. Could have used but. some help at the time. But um forgiving that and forgiving the fact that she was in Star City for a fair amount of the episode. Alright. So forgiving the fact that Legends exists to prove my point. <laughs> he does feel like he's failed both of his daughters. And uh, he sees this this uh, new incarnation of Katie Cassidy as a chance to save that relationship for him to, some, to whatever extent. That's fine. But uh, it's also about, like, Oliver not being able to help William. Um, yeah, sure. And, like, even uh, even Quentin getting to counsel Oliver to, to some extent. I mean, it, there, there's a lot of uh, father themes, uh, I suppose, through the episode. Like, Diggle can't help his team anymore. He can't be that big reliable guy that he he's been um and to some extent do you think he's kind of facing like a little bit of like the iron man 3 problem i'm just a guy in a tin can i got um, some sense of that especially when he maybe. benches himself for that one scene maybe so i you know i don't know i uh, they could go that way if they wanted he's obviously not helpless but i mean he he can fight still it seems he just has trigger issues um, but beyond that, it was still like Rene uh, getting another chance with uh, with his spawn, whatever mm-hmm. that'll amount to this time. Um, it just seemed to be the theme of the episode. Yeah, failure as a father. I did, yeah. by the way, like that uh, Rene mentions that like I keep telling you, Hoss, I'm a poet. <laughs> that was funny. That was good. I really like that guy. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun with him. Uh, Happy they brought him in. It was. I think I'm done, man. I think I may be as well. Oh, um. Only other thing, like what? What do you have to say about the reveal at the end there? What reveal? Well, the you know the him uh, Oliver clearly wearing the Green Arrow costume. Oh, I don't know. It didn't really strike me. It, we've done this dance before a few times now. Like, oh, he's out as the arrow. Oh, he's out as the. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> I kind of agree. I I mean, looking at the promo for like episode two, there's going to be some FBI agent that comes in and really fucks him up, and that's that seems to be where they're going with it. But um. I, I my initial thought watching that was like, man, I really wish that was like episode twenty one that they did that because then I might really be able to see something. But episode mm-hmm. one of the season, no chance. Yeah. Do you have any guesses on who uh, who helped Laurel or Black Siren? Sorry. Oh, um, he has nice shoes. Whoever that was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I had even occurred to me. I was just like, eh, well, we'll find out at some point. Yeah. I was. I mean, you know, I I had really nothing on it. I was just wondering if you had a, a guess of some kind. I mean, these people are, you know, these writers and producers are pretty bad about doing the thing where they're like, well, maybe it'll be someone you know, maybe it'll be a whole cloth character, maybe it'll be a name that you recognize, but it'll still be a whole cloth character. We're just usurping a name. Or mm-hmm. there's no point. There's no point in even talking about it. Really, like as far at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's all up in the air. I know. I think me and you partly have not quite forgiven him for that whole Coast City thing they pulled a couple of years ago. And so many other things. I was just like, stop playing with me. That that hurt. I have a lot of respect for Guggenheim as a person. 
I don't take it the wrong way, but sometimes he dicks me around and I don't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Appreciate what he does. Just every now and then I feel like he says something and it just plays with my emotions. How can that not be frustrating is all I'm saying. I'm human, man. Yeah. I'm actually, if anything, I'm more worried about the fact that there is a security mole somewhere on the team and no one, we didn't focus on that at all. Mm-hmm. But that, I have a suspicion that that's going to end up having to do with Felicity's past because the, the producers did mention that we're going to deal with everyone as a team, but it's going to be kind of like we're still going to use flashbacks, but we're going to focus on people. And uh, They made it sound like it's not all going to be about Oliver and his struggles this year. It's going to be about like every part of the team and their own personal struggle, which could be great. Yeah. It, it could, could also be. be biting off too much, and it falls on itself. But it has the potential to be great. Absolutely, I'm not looking to uh, to count this one out yet. No, and especially like last half of the last season, it's the best. It's the best arrow's ever been. Yeah, I mean, I mean, me and you uh, were were. It was almost like a running joke with us that uh, like early this year. So you know closing half of all these seasons we were we were kind of saying like well i didn't think i'd say this but arrow was the best show on this week and then that went on for like six weeks in a row <laughs> we're like i don't know what's got i don't know what's happening arrow is my favorite mm-hmm. show right now i'm confused <laughs> how did they beat flash yeah well they beat them well that's what happened they did and all all of this doesn't even mention that somewhere out there is a vigilante and we're just gonna have to deal with that too hmm all right um Oh, yeah. Were you, were you, you at all amused? I promise the last thing I've got. But did, were you at all amused with Black Siren mentioning that I would have gone with fishnets? Uh, promises, promises. <laughs> it was a nice callback. Yeah, it was. That's, it just kind of felt like that to me. It just kind of felt like a. Well, it's just lip hacky. No one's going to end up in yeah. fishnets on this show. Was, yeah. I mean, I, I want to say hacky, but I don't mean it in such a bad way. I'm just like, eh, uh, yeah, it's your standard, you know, comic book show callback. Where they're yeah. Like, ha ha, it's, it's, it, it just, we've been doing this shit since 2000, man. What, what do you prefer, yellow spandex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. We live in jaded know. times. <laughs> Like, because I, I, I swear, if this show had premiered in 2000 and that had been one of the lines before the MCU, before the DCEU or whatever it's called now, before there was an Arrowverse, any of that, if this had been like part of the revival of these shows, we'd have been giddy by that line. Yeah, you know, I didn't care for the line back in 2000, honestly, with with X Men, because I felt like that was their way of like that was their way of like pointing at the comic book fans and looking at the everyone else in the theater and going, "What a bunch of freaking dorks, right?" Yellow spandex, lame shit. Yeah, well, I, you I mean, know, especially with X Men, I was particularly annoyed because it. Um, I mean, they were in spandex when I loved them. I mean, I before, yeah. I before I read them, I saw them in the animated series, and it was that's a real piece of my childhood now. Yeah, I mean, Cyclops goes, "Would you and prefer they were all yellow, yellow spandex?" And and I, yeah, and I went, "Yes, I would prefer yellow spandex." <laughs> that would or be fantastic. Not, can we do that? Maybe what not can we do with his maybe not spandex, but can we make this look like a thing? That's, yeah. I once saw. Anyway. Whatever. I'm done. <laughs> yep. Alright, guys. Uh, we will be back with <laughs> probably a pretty big news episode. Um, probably on Tuesday or Wednesday. And um, thank you guys for listening. We are in partnership with TV Time. Your TV show calendar available on the web, Android, and iOS. 
You can find us on uh, Twitter, DC On Screen, Facebook. Come like us, DC On Screen. DCOnScreen.com for every every episode for free. Just come check it out and see what's going on. Um, until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David Z. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, can be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Eli Ophelders of Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud and can be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We're a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy and improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. 911, what's your emergency? Uh, oh, this, this car, an SUV, it, 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 was, it was going across, it went around, it went around the barrier and, and the train. Oh, God. Ma'am, did a train hit an SUV? Is that what happened? Yes, it, the train is still going. The train is going, and the car, I can't believe it. You can't judge the speed of an approaching train. That's why the signals are there. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA.